He has been missing for 43 years, 11 months, and 6 days. And this pilot story is one of Australia's strangest unsolved mysteries. This week, as two of our own episodes have a baby, we investigate the disappearance of Frederick Valentich. Two of our episodes have a baby. Correct. Two of our episodes have a baby this week. Do you want to explain that now or let the story explain it? We'll let the story explain it. And then I I do have it written in here where I ask you, do you want to have a guess at what the episodes were? Uh, It's going to be pretty obvious. Okay. All right. (laughs) How are you, boy? Yeah, I'm good. Good. I'm I'm, I'm raring to go for a mystery by the sounds of it. So what's your pun going to be since you've got no idea what this is? Because I I specifically didn't want to give anything away in the intro, just except except for the fact that he's been missing for a long time. Um, detective. <laughs> what is that? Just the word detective. Okay. Yep. No, 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 no. All right, let's get into it. Frederick Valentich. Yep. Or as I've now written him for the remainder of the script, Freddie. Freddo. Was a 20-year-old Australian pilot who disappeared on the evening of October 21, 1978 over the Bass Strait. I think I know this one. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Yes, he disappeared flying a plane. Yes. That's probably your first yeah. hint at one know, episode yeah. I'm referring to. Yeah. Uh, which was what, episode 29? Yeah. Amelia Hairheart. 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 Old Meals Hairs. So we're going to have a look at his- look, look, look. <laughs> Just remember the, the crabs. <laughs> the what? Oh, the coconut yeah. crabs. Yeah. So we're, we're going to have a look at his experience first. Okay. Freddie had about 150 hours total flying time and held a class four instrument rating. I don't think that's much, is it? Uh, it's it's a, a bit. It's not a mm. huge amount. Uh, the class four rating allowed him to fly at night, but okay. only in visual. VFR. Uh, meteorological conditions. Oh. Yes, VFR. Um, so that's uh, conditions in which pilots have... Uh, have to have sufficient visibility to flying, yep. uh, maintaining a visual separation of terrain and other aircraft. Stuff like minimum distance to be away from clouds. Uh, it varies from country to country, et cetera, et cetera. It was very confusing to look it up when I looked up like what Australian VFR rules are. Yeah, because they're different everywhere. Yeah, it's very confusing. Which is so weird because air, like air travel is a very universal thing. Mm. Like you have one language, English. Mm-hmm. You've got a whole bunch of like units are the same everywhere. Yeah. Like strange that they have different the rules, rules per different. country. Yeah. I wonder how international pilots deal with that. Anyway, probably doesn't matter to them. Uh, it's all part of their flight plan, I think. Once they put in, yeah. the fl- they'll, they'll know what I mean, I, I assume that once you're at the level of, you know, multi-engine international yeah. craft, it's probably all the same. Yeah, I think there's some pretty basic rules. Like if you're traveling east-west or west-east, you're at a even number altitude. If you're traveling... North, north south, south or south odd. north. Yeah. Odd. I think that's a pretty universal rule. Yeah. Just to try and so you don't have. Mm. Old Freddie, oh, he sorry. had. Oh, did I get a bit loud there? Sorry. Yes. Old Freddie, he had twice been rejected from the Royal Australian Air Force. Oh. RAAF. RAAF. Uh, for inadequate education, educational qualifications. Almost sounded like you were going to say etiquette then. <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry. Like part of the test to get into RAAF is you have to do a tea party. Wow. <laughs> 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 Didn't look like that pinky was the, out far yeah, the enough. Pinky wasn't far enough. <laughs> Ooh, use Sorry. the wrong teaspoon. <laughs> Pinky's not straight enough. I, I wouldn't be able to get in the raft. Where's that napkin? Napkin? <laughs> oh damn! I've just failed. Well, that's that's the raft equivalent of a, a napkin. A raft. <laughs> a napkin. A napkin. <laughs> a napkin. 
So yeah, he had inadequate educational qualifications. Yeah. But he was a member of the RAAF Air Training Corps. Yeah. He was pre- he was pretty determined to have a career in aviation as Freddie was studying to be a part was studying part-time to be a commercial pilot. Okay. But unfortunately, he had a pretty poor record there too. Oh jeez. Uh twice he had failed all five commercial license examination subjects. All five? Yep. Twice? Yep. At what point are they just like, maybe you shouldn't? And as recently as a month before his disappearance, failed three more commercial license subjects. Okay. I, I feel like you're starting to develop a um, profile of this guy <laughs> as, you know, not the best pilot. Bit of a shoddy one. Freddie had also been involved in some flying incidents. He'd probably worked for Tiger Airways. <laughs> Dunked. <laughs> wow. On Freddie or Tiger Airways? Tiger Airways. Okay. Well, yeah. Freddie's probably dead, so. Uh, so he, he had uh, been involved in some incidents. Yeah. These include straying into a controlled zone in Sydney. Sheesh. Uh, you know what a controlled zone is? Like yeah. An uh, air tower controlled airspace. Yeah. Uh, he received a warning for that. Yeah. Uh, he had also twice deliberately flown into a cloud. And that <laughs> is a big no-no under the license he held. Remember, yeah. he had to... Re- it just it doesn't sound that bad. When you're like, oh, it flew into a cloud. <gasps> My stars! <laughs> well, you, you make a joke, but those actions were actually being considered for prosecution. Prosecution? Yes, he was potentially going to get prosecuted <laughs> okay. for those actions. I didn't realise it was that bad. I just assumed they'd be like, naughty boy, no licence Oh, for you. it's a big no-no because he, he doesn't have the licence to fly various instruments. So if he's going into a cloud yeah, and there's like an international plane, like you said, who has those rights to fly through clouds like coming in and out, he yeah. could easily take one of them out, not even known. So Yeah, all right, all right, all right, all right. I know you're making a joke, we'll fly it into a cloud, but it is quite serious. Oh, like I assumed it to be serious. I didn't really think about All right, fine. Plane nerd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so that's his background. We've profiled him a bit. Uh, but that's just, yeah. I haven't just profiled him. I, unfortunately, that's Taking him to task a bit, I think, boy. True. What's your problem with Freddie? No, no, I've got no problem with him. He's given me a, a really interesting story, actually. Oh, that's all he is to you. Um, shame. Poor shame, sir. So, yeah, I did say this was a mystery, didn't I? Yes. Okay. Do, do you want uh, me to spoil it and say it's unsolved? Oh, I think it's pretty fair to say it might be solved here, boy. Uh, okay. All right, fair no. enough. Is this our first unsolved, like, cold case? Amelia uh, un- uh, Earhart. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I'm certain we've done other ones. Yeah. Titanic. Mm. Mm, unsolved. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What was, was it the mummy? I think so. <laughs> so let's look at his flight now. <laughs> October 21st, 1978. Freddie departed Murabin, which is southeast of Melbourne. Want to spell that one out? Yeah. M-O-O-R-A-B-B-I-N. Murabin. 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 Yeah. Uh, for any block fans out there, it's actually the suburb Nobody cares. from Brighton. Nobody cares. Do you know where Brighton is? Yes, I know what Brighton is. It's right next door to Brighton. Cool. Why'd you have to go block fans? Why don't no, I just say Brighton? That's how I know what it is. I If you said Brighton to me, I wouldn't have known. I only know it because of the block. Hit us up on uh, at Cheeky Tales Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, give us a like, give us a share. But also, tell us if you care about the block. <laughs> I don't want this to become a dunk cast, but I don't think many people care about the okay. block anymore. All right, me. fair enough. Um, so yeah, this flight was a training flight to King Island. Which couple chose the wrong bath t- bathroom <laughs> tiles? <gasps> oh, now they're all yelling at each other. Oh God. Do you know where King Island is? Uh, sure. Yeah. It's one of the ones off Tassie, isn't it? Yeah. It's about halfway between the mainland and Tasmania in the Bass Strait. Yeah. A trip of roughly 200 kilometers. His motivation for the flight is somewhat contentious. Mm-hmm. As oh, so he wasn't flying to Tassie. 
No, he's flying to King Island. Yeah, okay. Uh, Freddie told flight officials he was going to pick up some friends. Okay, I think I know what that means. Uh, but he told other people, like friends and family yep. and all that, he was actually going to pick up some crayfish. So, so he told his friends and family. Yeah, he was going to pick up crayfish. Crayfish. Right. And then flight officials was his pick up I friends. don't mean to cast aspersions. Okay. But I think Freddie was picking up a booty call. Oh. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, we do or get, drugs. We do get into that a little bit later. Oh, okay. Mm. Salacious. Your gut check is completely wrong though, but whatever. Salacious. <laughs> wow. Um, he also failed. Freddie's a dog. He also failed to inform King Island Airport of his intentions to land there. And, okay, and that's that, a pretty basic one, yeah. Yeah, that goes against standard procedure. So. Yeah, I assume it would. Mm-hmm. I assume you can't just rock up to an airport and Go, dunk hey, down I'm here. it. Yeah. <laughs> Let me land. Please, sir, may uh, I have some land? All right, the flight. Yep. Freddie was flying a Cessna 182. Mm-hmm. Four seat, single engine Yep. Cessna. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. At 6.19pm, mm-hmm. he obtained, w- obtained weather details and took off. Oh, that late. Yeah, it was quite late. Yeah, right. Uh, the plane was fueled to capacity, which was enough for about five hours of flight. How could he fly that late if he had visual flight rules? Uh, he was allowed to fly at night. Right. But he couldn't fly instrument only. Oh, okay. So he had to be able to see. Yeah. Right. Okay, go on. After takeoff, he established radio contact with Melbourne Flight Service and at seven o'clock checked in and informed them that he had Cape Ottaway in sight. Okay. So Cape Ottaway is, if you like, you know where Melbourne is and you've got like, mm-hmm. what is it, the port? Port of Melbourne. Port of Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, sure. It's on the left-hand side, the western side, that the, sure. cape, the, bit, the bit that sticks Near down Geelong. Yes. Mm. Mm. I uh, don't know that because of the block. <laughs> you know that, or whatever. How do you know that? Because you've been there. It's geography. I don't know Melbourne. <laughs> Who cares? It's Victoria. Ooh. The weather was clear. Savage burn on Victoria. <laughs> It is the AFL Grand Final tomorrow as we record, so... Oof. Isn't it tonight? Was it the... Um, no. Didn't they have the day off for the final today? Yes. Or is it the AFLW final tonight? Probably the AFLW. Yeah. I don't know. What are you asking me for? It's lucky I know where Geelong is. <laughs> it's lucky. <laughs> <laughs> the weather was clear and visibility was excellent with only light winds. Sure. Pretty good flying conditions. hmm This is where it gets strange, boy. Okay. 7.06 p.m. Yeah. Great, great time of day. (laughs) Freddie radioed Melbourne Flight Service to report that an unidentified aircraft was following him at four and a half thousand feet. Oh, I can't whistle it. Just imagine me whistling the X-Files theme. That's just going to be a lot of air noise. (laughs) If you didn't hear anything, I edited it. (laughs) He's he's practiced for the last hour and recording himself over and over again to get the right take. You just see this perfect recording. <laughs> the flight service responded to let Freddie know that there was no known traffic in the at that level in the area. He then continued to communi- communicate details of the aircraft, stating it was a large aircraft, appearing to be illuminated by four bright landing lights. He wasn't able to confirm the type of cr- aircraft and said it passed him about a thousand feet overhead and was moving at a high speed. Freddie continued to report that the aircraft approached him from the east and said the other pilot might purposely be toying with him. He described its movements as orbiting above him and that it had a shiny metal surface and a green light on it. Green light, shiny metal surface. Yes. Okay. At this point, Freddie radioed in and said he was experiencing engine problems. Uh Uh-oh. One of the last transmissions heard from Freddie was at 7.12pm 
and he said, uh, Melbourne, that strange aircraft is hovering on top of me again. It's hovering and it's not an aircraft. The transmission was then cut off by a strange noise, described as metallic scraping sounds. All contact was lost then after. Uh-oh, Freddie-o. <laughs> oh, oh Freddie-o. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, so he's obviously taken by aliens. There was- Case closed. There was a search and rescue effort, which included the ocean-going ship traffic, an RAAF Lockheed P-3 Orion, and eight civilian aircraft. Okay. The search encompassed over 2.6 thousand square kilometers. But unfortunately, nothing was found. No wreckage, and all efforts were ceased on October 25th, which is just four days later. Oh, so they really gave up quick. Yeah. Right. I mean, I guess it is one plane with one dude. Yeah, no wreckage found at all. Right. Uh, I think they said there was an oil slick they found. That could be caused by anything. But testing uh, said it come from like an ocean diesel diesel engine off a ship. Okay. So that's all the details we have on Freddie's flight. Took off, obviously going for a booty call. (laughs) Didn't tell the place that he was going there. Obviously alien vessel. Yep. No doubt about that in my mind. Case closed. Done. You are Pay the out play the outro music. You are all over the shop with these episodes. A couple of episodes ago I'm like, nah, time travel's crap. It's called personal growth, John. Look it up. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I do remember so you could probably guess I'm in a different mood. I'm in a silly mood. Um so before we get into the theories, do you want to guess the two episodes that have had a baby to spawn this one? Uh, well, it's Amelia Earhart. Yep. Uh, and then what was the one we did that had a heavy alien theme? Um, Roswell? Yep. Mm. Correct. Heavy alien theme. Yep. So I remember the Roswell episode. You were just yes. poo-pooing all over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get ready because I'll start poo-pooing. I now listen to you. Oh, no. We're about to hit the theories. I'm yeah. going to start poo-pooing. Okay. Because I know what happened here. Can I present my theory first? Sure. Go ahead. Oh, man, I'm a bad pilot. Oh, what am I doing with this lever here? Oh, no, now I'm upside down. I'm going into water. Oh, I'm dead. I'm a cow, doy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll see how we'll come back to that. We'll yeah. see how you go at the end of the episode. I just, like, obviously that's what happened. Obviously. You yeah. just said obviously it was... Uh, I might be a bad detective. But the I, outro music is playing. You've said it was aliens. We're, we're done. So we're just talking Oh, yeah, obviously I was joking. Okay. Yeah. Because... Your boy don't like the idea of aliens. Theory number one. Mm. Uh, it's actually that Freddie staged his own disappearance. Freddie staged his own disappearance. Oh, that's juicy. So taking into account the- oh, That's a spicy meatball. <laughs> taking into account the flight time- Already completed before he disappeared. Yeah. The Cessna still had roughly 800 kilometers of fuel. Ah, the MH370 theory. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's not where we thought it was. He's landed somewhere and taken hostage. Well, yeah. Pr- yes. The yeah. flight wasn't plotted on radar either, which yep. raises some doubts that the aircraft was ever near Cape Ottaway. Melbourne police also received reports. Wasn't about- plotted on radar, like at all or? Apparently not. That's not how radar works. Anyway, go on. What are you doing a radar search? Is there? Only if the transponder's turned on. No, radar's still there. Like, you still get a blip. It just doesn't say what it is. Yeah, well, radar doesn't cover ev- everywhere either. Yeah, but they would have seen it when it took off. Flying out of Melbourne. I just, it just said that there wasn't plotted on radar. Could, have, right. been, could have been below the radar. Sure. Um, Melbourne police 
also received reports of a light aircraft making a mysterious landing not far from Cape Otterway at the same time as Freddy's disappearance. And they just didn't bother to look that up? No. That's- God, old-time cops suck. <laughs> like, come on. Well, it's just, oh, yep. This is Melbourne in the 70s. Is that when Underbelly was like going on? Nah, that was the 90s. Oh, was it? Nine, uh, 90s, 2000s. I was going to say, I think- Man, I need to watch that again. That was so good. I was going to say, I think Melbourne police might have had something- more important things to do. No, what are they the going to do? Anyway, they go, oh, we've seen the strange. Sorry, you've got like eight planes minimum flying around it in Bass Strait. You're not going to send one cop down to see this bloke that reckons he saw a plane land? Come on. Yeah, no, that's fair cool. Lazy cops. Oh, that. And anyway, that's it for the theory because there's not much else in terms of evidence. Yeah. It was just a yeah. speculation. One little report. Oh, of- so there's no evidence that like he was in financial trouble or like no. had people coming after him? Now, we get into the next one because the next theory is that Freddie committed suicide. Okay. And wanted to go out with a bang. Huh. So All right. He's, he's done himself in. Why wouldn't you crash into the ground somewhere? Oh, maybe he didn't want to injure anyone, but he kind of wanted to make a name for himself by coming up with this story. Right. Okay. Anyway, with a, an interview with his father afterwards, uh, it was said that he was a happy, stable young man. Okay. Uh, as well as other interviews, uh, interviews with doctors and colleagues who knew, who knew him quite well. Right. So this theory was pretty or much- Or theory. Discounted. Uh, yeah. So I guess uh, it never said anything about financial trouble. Uh, I think the most trouble he had was his entrance exams for his pilots and the RAAF and all that kind of thing. Okay. I, it just doesn't- It's not a very th- well-fleshed theory. Well, it was just a theory. It's just like, I, maybe he did this. Like, yeah. Yeah. There was. There's not really any evidence to- No wreckage was found. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to really come up with. Yeah. Yeah. Another proposed explanation is that Freddie was disorientated and was flying upside down. Mm. If this were wait. the case. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Is this theory saying that he sees himself in the reflection of the water? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's if, the one. If this were the case. He's waving at me. Oh, I'm waving back. <laughs> it could explain the lights he was seeing as his own aircraft's lights reflected in the water. Jeez, he'd have to be close. Yeah. Those aircraft lights are pretty bright. Yeah, but like if you're that close to the water, you'd be able to see white caps and stuff. Maybe. And that might explain why he's not on radar if he's pretty low. Yeah. Jeez. But like he was saying it for ages. And if he's a bad enough pilot to get confused that he's upside down. You say uh, for ages. I mean, what was it? It was the first radio call was 706. Yeah. And then it was 712. So it was six minutes. Six minutes upside down. Potentially, yeah. That's way too long. For him to be flying at like what I assume is probably tens if not hundreds, well, hundreds if not tens of feet above the waves. Mm -hmm. Nah. Nah, I'm out on this theory. Dunked. It's not true. Can't be true. However, it isn't possible for this aircraft to fly inverted for very long. Well, why did you not say that before I started (laughs) dunking on him? Because it's funnier that way. Dick. Because the engine is gravity fed and it would have cut out very quickly. Yeah, there you go. So I was right. A couple of days later in a newspaper, a veteran aviator, Arthur Schutt. Schutt my pants. (laughs) Who was at the time the head of an aviation company. Yeah. Said he discounted the suggestion that the pilot was flying upside down. In that half light, the pilot would have soon known if the aircraft had started to turn upside down. The carpets come out of the floor and the butts of the... The butt and the butts fall out of the ashtray. Yeah. So it's not complete darkness either. It's still like twilight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Also, this has now just made me realize that people were like 
smoking cigarettes while they're flying in these days. Yeah. Just like I just I just love it outside of the mouth, like hey, God. I just love that quote. He's like, he would have known the plane was upside down. The floor would be on like the floor's yeah, falling. Everything would falling. <laughs> the butts of the ashtray are going yeah. everywhere. Why is uh, my ash going up? I think that was in the Herald in the paper. Yeah. There's quite a few articles I newspaper articles I actually read through. Right. You now, can read? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> now we get to the abduction theory. Mm, yes. After the incident, mm. the public learnt from Freddie's father that he was a passionate believer in UFOs mm. and often worried about being attacked by one. Ah, yes. Mm. A the, reasonable fear. This was because earlier that year he had reported seeing a UFO moving away from him very fast. Mm. Very fast moving away from okay. him. Okay, yeah. There was also reports or something I read that he got information from the RAAF about UFOs. Okay. Like looking into them, like when he was doing his exams and stuff, like he somehow sure. yep. got some information. So they wouldn't let him in, but they would talk to him about UFOs. Yeah, I don't know. It was strange. I read that and I, I read it a couple of times and then I went back through all the websites I had open and I couldn't find it again. So yeah, maybe I dreamt it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Inception. So remember how I said he gave two different reasons for his flight? Yeah. Was he out looking for UFOs? Hence why he gave a more legitimate sounding reason for the flight. Okay. So he didn't want to put down in his reason for the flight, like, I'm going out chasing UFOs. Like I'm going hunting for UFOs. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, this area of the Bass Strait is a UFO hotspot. Okay. You know, I have only heard that statement in, in reference to this story. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never heard somebody be like, oh, it's always UFOs out in the middle of Bass Strait, I... It's always like, yeah, this bloke went missing. Oh, it's tons of UFOs out there. Yeah, well, I did look it up too. Um, apparently, there's like a Bass Strait Triangle. There's lots of disappearances oh, out go. there. Here we go. Yeah. Well, there is. There's, there was mm. uh, Sydney to Hobart yacht went missing in the Bass Strait. Yeah, of course it did because that's where it's going. Yeah, but it went missing. Yeah. Not to be found. It's not like it just got lost and showed yeah, up two weeks later. Sunk. Okay, all right. It's like the Bermuda Triangle. It's actually not statistically worse for plane crashes or anything. It's just like it's a thing, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I when I had a quick look at it, there was like eight or nine like planes and different ships going missing yeah. in the Bass Strait. Guarantee you it's no different to any other place. Probably not. Poo poos have started and really putting a dander on the episode. I'm sorry, people. Oh boo hoo. Oh no. My crazy theories aren't true. <laughs> oh no. They're not my crazy theories. Sure, boy. So as I said, Apparently, the Bass Strait's a UFO hotspot. Yeah. As there were reported sightings in the weeks before and after Freddie's disappearance of UFOs. Yeah. Including mm. some reports made on the night of his flight. These include a bank manager and his wife seeing a large glowing star-shaped object hovering in the sky for nearly an hour. Star-shaped. Yep. So ne- like five-point ne- star. Nearly an hour, Saturday night near Geelong. Okay. I don't, I don't think I mentioned what day of the week this was. Does it matter? I think this might have been the night after. Okay. Or something. Anyway, near, near Geelong, apparently, sure. for an hour, this large thing. Also, about 20 minutes before Freddie's first radio call, a vacationing plumber named Roy Manifold was taking photos of the sunset over Bass Strait. I mean, that sounds very nice. Six photos were taken with nothing odd happening. Yeah. But upon developing the photos... On the fourth photo, a dense black lump was noticed, which seemed to be stirring up the sea, giving the illusion of an object rising from the water. Okay. Can we get this photo? No. Oh, of course not. But the sixth photo yeah. shows a strange mass in the sky mm. above where the object was in photo four. 
The object. So it disappeared for photo five. Correct. Okay. And we can't get these photos. You didn't see them. The object is also accompanied by a trail. Yep. Of what, boy? Trail of what? Like small, bright blue shapes. And it gives the impression that the object is like fast, like it's moving fast or the exhaust of this object. Okay. And and again, can't see these photos. On the Snopes website. Okay. I was able to find this photo. Oh, you were? Mm. Okay. And Snopes has put it down as an out of focus fly or passing bird. (laughs) (laughs) I do like Snopes because they're just like, no, it's not true. So yes, I have found that photo and I have already saved it to my computer to send to you for the socials. Cool. Just so I could find it again because it was- was Yeah, you'll lose that. It was a few link clicks. Yep. Um, Some of the other websites that were doing reporting on this um, cold case had mentioned these photos and were like, oh, the- Photos couldn't be found or anything like that. Yeah. But Snopes was the only place that actually yeah, had this one. Had them. Yep. In 2014, okay. a UFO group in Victoria claimed a farmer near Adelaide reportedly witnessed the 30-meter craft hovering above his property the morning after Freddie went missing. So this came out 40-odd years later. Yes. Okay, yeah. This is a continuing theme I've found anytime we mention aliens. <laughs> the and far- then 45 years later, some guy... Just goes, yeah, no, nah, mate, I saw it. Yeah, it was exactly like it's been described everywhere. Exactly like it. It just flew over my house. I didn't say nothing. I don't, don't ask me why I didn't say nothing. Also, would anyone like to buy something from me? The farmer mm. also claimed to see the Cessna stuck to the side of the craft. Oh, oil. did he? Yeah, okay. He also scratched- oil, you say? Yes, he also mm. scratched the registration number of the plane on his tractor. But he never came forward with this information as oh, he was why not? ridiculed by his mm. by the few friends he did tell. Mm. Yep. I can see. Yeah, I would do that. I would ridicule the hell out of you if you came to me and said, oh, I saw this big thing with a, a plane truck to it. <laughs> so, like, whatever, boy. You're drinking out in the backyard again, have you? So, yeah, this was an article for 2014 because this UFO group was yeah. trying to track down this farmer. Okay. They were like, we, we've got these reports of this. Oh, so he did tell someone. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. So there were reports of it. Yeah. And and again, in 2014, they were trying to track him down. Like, yeah. we want to find this guy. We want to get mm. his story yeah. or whatever. The, the registration number from the tractor or sure. whatever. Yeah. And that's it for the abduction theory. Yeah. So right. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About what I thought. Okay. Cool. Mm. The last theory mm. has recently become the accepted explanation. Okay. As to what happened that evening. What happened. What happened that evening. Yes. This is from an article called The Valentic Disappearance, Another UFO Cold Case Solved. Solved. Big and, call. And it was authored by astronomer and retired US Air Force pilot James McGaha. 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 And author Joe Nickel. Okay. It states that the four overhead lights seen were actually four celestial bodies of Venus, Mars, and Mercury, as well as the bright star Antares. When have you ever gone outside and gone, oh, UFO? Oh, hang on. It's just the planets that are the size of stars. Well, you, you got to remember, we're in the middle of the Bass Strait. Yeah, sure. The stars would be very bright. Yeah, everything would be brighter. Okay. That's a dumb theory, well, but go on. What would the green light be? I'll get to that. Okay. Because I didn't actually read anything. Oh, there is theories on what the green light is, and I've actually got my own theory to what the green light is. Yeah. I'm going to introduce my own theory into this one. Oh, okay. Good. I'll be supportive. Being distracted by the lights. I'm not going to be supportive. Freddie was then deceived by the illusion of the of a tilted horizon. Yeah. Have you heard what a tilted horizon is? Yeah, it's where like it goes higher. 
based on like the horizon is higher than it actually Kinda. is. Kinda. Yeah. It can happen when the sun has gone down, but still brightens parts of the horizon. Yeah. Uh, while the rest of it gets gradually darker Dark. the further yeah. away. The imbalance of light can cause the horizon to appear tilted okay. so on an angle. So then a confused or distracted pilot then compensates by leveling the wings because he's flying VFR. Yeah. Uh, when in fact they actually start turning because they're yeah. now banked. This could explain the orbiting lights because if he's got the four lights of the planets and he's, right, he's, he's doing banked, a circle, he's doing a circle. Yeah. Okay. And they're orbiting above him. Sure. You'd have to be doing a pretty tight circle. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> the article then states that at this time, when a pilot is at the start of a dangerous situation, yeah, they should be alert and focused on on instruments. But Freddie was being distracted by his stalking UFO. Yeah. As he entered into this and became spatially disorientated, he entered what they call a graveyard spiral, which actually claimed the life of a young John F. Kennedy two decades later. JFK Jr. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. So the graveyard spiral is, yeah, so once the plane gets on that bank and it's it's turning, it, as it speeds- just keeps coming down. As it speeds up, yeah. it actually gets tighter and tighter and tighter. Yeah. Planes have a whole bunch of things like that, or if yeah. you just stop paying attention for a second, they'll try and kill you. Yeah. It's like having a tiger in your hand. <laughs> you stop paying attention to it, it's going to kill you. Yeah, I, I, think, I think even if you gave it full attention, it's probably going to kill yeah. you anyway. Depends if it's a nice tiger. As the- Tell that to um, Siegfried and Roy. As the G-forces increased in the spiral, as it got quicker, mm. uh, that could have affected the fuel flow in the gravity-fed engine, causing it to splutter, which yep. is- the explanation for the engine problems he started okay. having. The green light scene has been speculated to be the Cessna's own green light on the wing or the reflection of that light on the windshield. Yeah, okay. I believe, yep. and I didn't read this anywhere, like I said. This is a John Savage exclusive. Yep, the green light scene could have been Australia's Aurora. Aurora Australialis. Australia's Aurora. It's Aurora Australiaris, isn't it? No, it's Australia's Auroras. Aurora Borealis. Yes. At this time of year. The southern equivalent to the Great Northern Lights. this part of the country. That's my theory. Isolated exclusively to your kitchen. (laughs) What is that from? What you... Oh, you don't know what that... You don't know the Aurora Borealis bit from The Simpsons. No. You disgust me, sir. Sir, you disgust me. Sorry. Steamed hams. You don't know steamed hams. It's like one of the most iconic Simpsons bits. The steamed hams sounds familiar. Anyway, it, the, the lights... Hit us up on at Cheeky oh. <laughs> The lights vary. Don't you start with me for things I haven't seen. You, this whole podcast is about movies you haven't seen. Well, no, it's about stories, but nice to know you're paying attention to your own podcast again, John. Oh, come on. So the lights vary in strength on, yep. on rare occasion um, at its highest strength. Mm-hmm. It actually can be seen from Southern South Australia and Victoria. Yep. Like all the way, like over, I say, Adelaide, Melbourne. Yeah. So even if it wasn't super strong that night, being that Freddie was at altitude could have increased his visual range on it. Yeah. So I believe the green lights he was seeing were that. Yeah. To me, that makes sense. Aurora Australis. That's what it's called. It's actually, it, look it up. It's Australis Auroras. I'll be looking it up and you'll be looking up steamed hams. And it's, uh, <laughs> there is another name, but that's the one I've written down. So yeah, for, uh, and yeah, that's the end of that theory that he uh, got caught in a graveyard spiral. Yeah, uh, I can see that. Distracted by what he thought was a UFO because, like I said, potentially he was out looking for them. Yeah. So he's kind of filled in the gaps because yeah. he was already out yeah. looking for them. He's seen these lights. 
And like you said, there's other stars, so he might have filled in the gap like, oh, that's the metallic surfaces, like the, yeah, the lesser yeah, yeah. bright stars in between. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, all right, I've come around to this theory now. So one last little detail here is five years after Freddie's disappearance, a partial engine cow washed ashore and had like partial serial numbers on it. Yeah. Um, and they said that could have matched. Like, like the, the partial matched. A partial match of Cessnas okay. in those models. Okay, right. cool. Yeah. That's the only real piece of- Oh, it's pretty clear he's crashed. Yeah. Like I think the only other theory that makes any sense is that the cops didn't bother to look up the plane landing somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like other than that, yeah, it's- it's not going to be little green men. Yeah. So, well, so as we don't know what exactly happened that night, yeah. um, it is considered that it was a fatal event. Yeah. Um, sure. And Freddie has been listed as deceased. Rip. And that's it. That is the disappearance of Freddie Valentich. Freddie Valentich. Frederick Val- Val- Valentich. So, if you want to do a little bit more, boy, mm. I've got. Oh, is this an activity? I've got an activity for us an if you activity. want to do it. Activity. Okay. This is a new segment where John makes me do homework. Um, I've printed out the radio transmissions. Okay. Because that was on Snopes. Oh, are we doing a... We could do, do a... We could do a, a radio play. Yes. Oh, who do you want to play? Do you, do you want to do, do, do this? Yeah, of course. Uh, do you want to be Valent Hitch or do you want to be Roby? So Roby is the uh, the Melbourne Flight Service in the okay. tower. Um, I'm happy to be either. You're the, you're the, the guest on this episode. I'm the guest? I'll be... It looks like there's a bit more text if I'm Valentich. So, being that I am the actor of the group. Oh, please. <laughs> Let's get your acting chops on, boy. Come on. Me, 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 me. Uh, is there any known traffic below 5,000 feet? Uh, no known traffic. I am... Seems to be like a large aircraft below 5,000. What type of aircraft is it? I cannot affirm. Uh, it's Fulbright. It seems to be like landing lights. The aircraft has just passed over me at a thousand feet above. Roger. And it is, it is a large aircraft, confirm? Uh, unknown. Uh, due to the travel, it's, it, 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 yeah, it's quick, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Acting. <laughs> is there any Air Force aircraft in the vicinity? No known aircraft in the vicinity. It's approaching right now from due east towards me. It seems to me that he's playing some sort of game. He's flying over me too. Three times at a time at speeds I cannot identify. Roger, what is your actual level? Uh, my level's four and a half thousand, four five zero zero. And confirm you cannot identify the aircraft? Affirmative. Roger, stand by. It's not an aircraft, it's... Can you describe the uh, aircraft? As it's, it's flying past, it's a long shape. Can't identify, identify more than... It's got such speed. It's, it's before me right now, Melbourne. And how large would you? Uh, and how large would the uh, object be? Seems like it's stationary. What I'm doing right now, it's orbiting, and the thing is just orbiting on top of me. Also, it's got a green light and some sort of metallic. Like it's all shiny on the outside. It's just vanished. Would you know what kind of aircraft I've got? Is it military? Confirm the uh, aircraft just vanished. What? Is the aircraft still with you? It's a uh, north. Now approaching from the south southwest, the engine is it's rough idling. I've got it set at twenty three twenty four, and the thing is coughing. Roger, what are your intentions? My intentions are uh, to go to King Island, uh, Melbourne. That strange aircraft is hovering on top of me again. It's hovering, but it's not an aircraft. 
and then it says silence for 17 seconds with an open microphone with audible unidentified statico noise and the strange staccato staccato sorry and I'm assuming the strange metallic scraping sound is heard then yeah so that was the uh, transcript of Freddie's last known yeah radio contact spooky that's a, I didn't say it through the whole episode but uh, too spooky too spooky yeah well, we're getting into uh, too spooky season are we going to do uh, anything spooky for month. spooky month I don't know I kind of went. I kind of went with this one because it had a bit of a space theme, and we're space September, September space month, or whatever it is. Space timber. Space timber. Even though part of it was in August. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the attention to detail you should expect from cheeky tales. Well, what do you expect from us? More than that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Good app, boy. That was a fun one. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I wanted to go for a mystery. Um, yeah. We've had some some fun ones lately, and I wanted to do like a bit of an unsolved one. Where yeah. We could, potentially come up with our own theories of what happened. And it's nice for it to be a little bit more moist than the last episode, <laughs> which was incredibly dry. So do you, do you want to form your own theory out of those or you have No, I'm pretty certain he just crashed it. I think I think the last one is probably the closest to what happened. Yeah. He just got disorientated, seeing stuff and then got focused on the wrong yeah, thing. Wasn't paying attention then just smacked into the ocean. It was actually really funny cuz Again, like I said, there's lots of news articles and uh, some of the interviews with his father. Yeah. <laughs> My boy wasn't a good pilot. <laughs> no. He's, I don't know why everyone in this that I do is a southern person. <laughs> his father was like, oh, I believe... My son is on another planet with okay. people holding against it, like okay. holding hold him against his will, type of thing. Mm. They might keep him for a week or two and then drop him back. Like he was pretty certain that his his son was abducted. Son was abducted by aliens because I think they were holding on to the fact that there was no wreckage found. Or yeah. Apparently, he had a seventeen-year-old girlfriend, and oh. she charted. How old was he? Twenty. Oh, okay. She charted. Uh, I think it was a three or four-hour flight herself to go out looking for him. Right. Uh, but yeah, he was into his UFOs and his dad was pretty certain he was a doctor. Yeah, I'm starting to think maybe there was a family thing going on there. Mm. But yeah, the uh, UFOlogists were all over the, over it. They um, Yeah, I bet they were. There was groups in Phoenix and Arizona suggesting yep. that uh, aircraft had been seen. In that area. In, the, in that night. Not sure. only um, there, but elsewhere in the world. And so. Sure. Okay. They are pretty, there's a lot of UFOologists out there that are pretty certain that he was also abducted or the, a UFO caused him to crash. Well, whatever it is, the truth is out there. That one's for Chloe. Is it? Well, she, last time on Roswell, she was upset that we didn't say that. Oh, was she? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll strike it from the record then. Oh, okay. you, didn't, you didn't realize. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't for Chloe. That oh, was okay. just for fun. You're just so, back on the X-File. Yeah. I but, mean, sure, Chloe can claim it, but it wasn't for uh, her. All right, fair <laughs> enough. That's also Chloe's first mention for a while. Welcome back, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess we can wrap it up there, can't we? Yeah, hit us up on socials. Uh, don't worry about the uh, Simpsons episode or... Absolutely lay into John about if, not knowing if what... If you care about the block... Please let us know if you care about the block. Just let Aaron... Um, oh, how, how would you have the time if you're watching the block? <laughs> about 13 Laying episodes a week, made. isn't there? Let's... Um, Man, I'll, I will... I will die on this hill. Nobody cares about the block. Okay. Oh, There's Kirsten. like maybe 30 middle-aged people in the world. Kirsty and I still watch it, mainly for the reveals on a Sunday night. We yeah. don't watch the drama during the week. Anyway, moving on. Um, hit, hit us up on the social. Um, 
at Cheeky Tales Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us your theory of what happened to Freddy. Yeah, what do you think? What do you reckon? Dopey pilot or is he out there somewhere? Let's uh amongst the stars. What I what did I say, forty three years ago? Let's crack this case. Cheeky Tales cracks cracks the hard hitting cases of We're cracking it wide open. Here's Bree with her hard breaking theory. Yeah, she'll know. Sorry. Right. The next case we'll uh, crack open is um Bree's interest in our episodes. <laughs> no, I was thinking uh <laughs> old mate who disappeared off the rocks. Off the rocks? Yeah, the Prime Minister. Oh, um yeah. Completely Howard Hughes, not Howard Hughes. <laughs> Complete mind blanker who they was. Yeah, well, I can't remember that name. Our Prime Minister that went missing. Bolt. Um, no. Yeah. No. What? No. Not John Hughes. Um, Harold Holt. That's it. Harold Holt. So yeah. yeah, next, help us crack the case of Freddie uh, and then we can move on to the disappearance of Harold Holt. We'll crack that case wide open too. We'll solve it for the country. Yeah. We're blowing cases wide open. Blowing now. wide open. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, as always, uh, please share this episode with some friends if you enjoyed it um, and uh, just get the word out there. It would be nice to share this around. And yeah, hit us up on uh, on the socials at Cheeky Tales Pod again uh, if you would like to see and hear more. And uh, yeah, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We'll be back in another fortnight, uh, John and I. And we look forward to speaking to you then. Have a great night. Before we go, boy. Oh, let's... my God. I've just done the perfect wrap-up. Oh, you did. I know. And it's so funny that I'm now ruining <laughs> it. Uh, I'm going to get you the photo so you can have a quick yeah, right. comment on the- um, At the fly. At the, on the photo before we go. Because everyone will see it on the um, socials. Yeah. Let's get your live reaction to it. Live reaction to what is going to be the stupidest photo I've ever seen. Actually, quite a long Snopes article. You can't still be scrolling. I told you. No I, website is this long. I told you this is why. Didn't I, you say you saved the photo? Yeah, on my computer. Oh, it was so close to being wrapped up. <laughs> I'd said the goodnight. Why wouldn't you just go Snopes, Frederick, Valentick? That's exactly what I did. I have it. Waiting on you now. Okay. This feels like one of those Rorschach tests. Like, it's not anything. It's just... <laughs> Like, it could just be dirt. Yeah, dirt on the lens or something, smudge on the lens. Yeah, like, I feel like I've seen anything other than that. Uh, yeah. Also, did we we didn't touch on that guy's name, Roy Manifold. Yeah, we. oh, I did mention it. You did giggle. What a name. <laughs> if he's not a mechanic, that pisses me off. I said he was a plumber. Uh, he was a vacationing plumber. I did say that. Thanks for paying attention. Oh, don't get, don't. <laughs> Don't you start lining me up for not paying attention. Uh, you can read it in the script. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>